Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower and inspire you on your personal journey. From her cattle ranch in Alberta, this sassy psychic cowgirl uses her connections to universal energies to guide you to greater awareness and wisdom. morning. Welcome to the show today. <coughs> Sorry. It's really rainy here. Yesterday there was snow. Yes, that's where. Just about 45 minutes east of my house. We were really hoping it wouldn't come this way. Not ready. Not ready. <laughs> it's only September. Please, not yet. But uh, my, my horses were all spooky this morning when I let them out. So, you know, stuff's coming. But I have a beautiful new barn that I get to ride in all winter. So, hey, doesn't suck. Not at all. So, how's everybody doing? I missed last week doing a live show because I was actually doing a wedding at the amazing and beautiful Fairmont Hotel McDonald with the most delightful couple they were so fantastic. Their families were fantastic. It was such a fun day. I was so honored to be able to do their ceremony. It was so cute. So cute. So all these weddings, it's wedding month for me. Um, the next, until the middle of October, I have weddings that I'm officiating. And so there's a lot of love floating around. So awesome. Yeah. love in the chaos hey so i wanted to talk about boundaries today because well we need them but we need to understand them from you know a deeper perspective to know what boundaries are how we need to have them how to recognize when we do have them or when we don't have them and what to do when you get in an awkward situation. I was totally mean girl at a meeting on Monday, and I was like, wow. Like, seriously, people? We are not in junior high or high school. Seriously, although, you know, the meeting was in a school, so maybe there was just that energy hanging around. <laughs> Kidding. So I'll tell you about that. Still working on how I'm going to handle that situation. Yeah. It's so interesting though because it gives it gives you such a um an opportunity to look at the way you handle things, the way you see things, the way you do things and decide do I want to keep doing it that way? What are my boundaries that I need to have in this situation? How did somebody cross those? That am I not okay with that? Being an empath, we tend to overanalyze because we are not only feeling what we're feeling, but we also are very conscious of what other people are feeling. And so I'm like juggling all these possibilities and consequences and things, and I have to sort through them all before I make a decision about what happened. 
because it was joining a group. And I, I did. I totally got mean-girled and told, well, they'll decide if one person will decide if I'm allowed or not because of this, this, and this. Yet other people that are allowed also are in the same position as I am. But it's okay for them, but it might not be okay for me. And I don't know <laughs> how that can even be, how that can even be. I know, weird, right? Anyways, I'll, I'll share all that, that juicy little story because, you know what, it's a good one. And it's, it happens to all of us. And we can choose how we want to react. So being empathic, I struggled with boundaries um, because one of the ways I stayed safe was by being able to read people and kind of violate their boundaries, right? Um, I no longer do that. (laughs) I will only read you with permission. But as a kid, I didn't have that ability to filter or even, honestly, to even understand that that's what I was doing. I just wanted to stay safe. But I always knew things, and I knew how to stay safe, though, because I did know things, mostly. Mostly I stayed safe. So we do, we do um, end up in that pattern until we get to a point where we have to recognize and realize it, and then we can do things differently. And being empathic, one of the ways that you could violate someone else's boundaries is by taking on their problems and solving it for them. Because basically you're saying that they're not capable, and that's not true. Now, don't get me wrong, other people love it when you take their problems and solve it for them, because then they don't have to. But you also are creating karma that needs to be resolved. So it can, it can get a little bit tricky. Um, just being aware, aware of who you are, aware of your own boundaries. So what, I mean, we have certain things that we know if someone crosses that line, we're done, right? You know, obviously if someone does something to your child, game over, done. As uncomfortable and as um, awkward as it can make situations, It has to be what it has to be. But here's something. So in our day-to-day lives, we often notice when it's easier to see other people's stuff, right? When someone else violates someone's boundaries, but the person whose boundaries they violate doesn't say anything. But then behind the scenes, it's all, how could they do that or how dare they? But do they take the time to bring it to the person's attention? That's the hard part, to stand up and say, look, that wasn't right. I don't accept that. That was pretty rude. It takes a lot of courage to do that because it's uncomfortable. But what if the person needs to hear it? I have a way about me that I can bring people's attention to these situations 
in a way that doesn't start a fight, which is very helpful, (laughs) very helpful, because that's not why I'm, you know, doing it. I don't want, it's not to start a fight, but if you can have another level of self-awareness so that you can make your decisions and react from that, it's just really, really cool. And it's going to create some really good things in your life. Does that make sense? Boundaries, um, a definition of it is a way to define who we are and who we are not. They're important. They're important to recognize. They're important to understand. They're important to put in place. I've worked with a lot of clients that really have trouble saying no, even though they want to. But here's something else to consider. If you don't have boundaries in place and are clear and just, you know, get in that energy of, oh, I just want to make people happy, I just want to please them. I mean, you can go so far as to be a martyr, but you can also create some health issues for yourself Because you're not able to say no, your body will say it for you. It it happens all the time. You know, there's, you know, you're in a job and it's just, it's getting to be too much. It's not a positive experience anymore. You don't really want to be there. But, you know, change scares you. You're not sure if you want to quit. You don't know if you're going to go someplace else. Just all those unknowns make it a struggle to make the change. But yet you start to get sick more often, like sick where you have to call in sick or you go to work and you're miserable because you feel terrible physically, but you don't feel that it's acceptable to call in sick. Pay attention to those. That's your body's way of saying, hey, you need to have some boundaries here. You need to make some changes. And you know what? They don't have to be big. You can just take baby steps, try out the energy till it starts to feel more comfortable. Doesn't have to be dramatic, right? We're all here on a journey of self-awareness. Figuring out who we are is our life purpose. And all the rest are just pieces of that, pieces of the puzzle that we're putting together. We're here to learn, we're here to grow, or not. We're not all here to be, you know, on a stage or grand activists, but we are here to be us, to be us without apology, to be us with all the many facets. So another blessing I got in the last couple of weeks I didn't get to share with you because I didn't do a live show last week is I did go to a family wedding, and as we all know, it can be interesting. And I really wasn't sure how this one was going to go because there's a couple players in this drama <laughs> that are a bit wild cards. But it was amazing. I got to reconnect with people that are so delightful, and I've missed connecting with them. And it was amazing, amazing, so much fun. 
so much fun that I didn't get to bed until 3.30 in the morning. Woo, woo. But I also went, remember, if you listened to the week before, really working on invoking an energy of grace, that no matter what happened, how it went down, the energy I wanted to carry with me and use was the energy of grace. Because really, everybody has their stuff. Not everybody behaves in a manner that's always appropriate. But everybody's working from their own stuff, like their own perception of the world, their own wounds, their own judgments of other people. And so I didn't want to have to worry about others. I wanted to just enjoy myself, and I did. I got so many gifts that night. So many gifts of interactions with truly awesome people. It was great. I got to reconnect with so many people. I got some pretty good gifts. One thing that um, I noticed is that I'm not really at all a fan of superficial conversations. I want to know deeper things about people. I want to know what are your dreams? What is great about your life right now? What are your regrets? And I guess even though this is my pattern and I do this, I didn't realize how important it was to me. How annoyed I get with superficial. And it but superficial is not a bad thing. But I just I don't, you know, chit chat, I don't love it. I don't mind it and I understand the purpose of it. But for whatever reason, I needed that reminder. And so that was really, really good. And the reconnections, so awesome. So awesome. Huge, huge, huge fun. Huge fun. And so all my worrying, I'm going to chalk it up to um, maybe changing some energies. I had people talking to me that haven't talked to me in quite some time, so that was interesting. <laughs> oh, but the reconnection, so awesome. So my point is, if you are attending a gathering, a situation, and you're a little uncomfortable, you're not sure how it's going to go, I encourage you to find the energy of grace. Find what it feels like to you, how it feels in your body, and then just tap into that. And it'll give you a serenity that people will like. People will want to hang with you. It's really cool. Really cool. I um, I end up in a lot of awkward situations. It's just how I roll, I guess. <laughs> and so I've had to come up with tools to deal, right? Are you all waiting to hear my mean grilling story? <laughs> oh, man. You know... I have to say, life is entertaining. Okay, so I was asked to join a group. And it is something I believe in. It's a, um, an organization that I already work with because I like what they do for people. I do get paid by this organization when I teach. It's not a lot, though. It's like I don't make a living from it, that's for sure. I get 
you know, compensated in other ways a whole lot more. But I like what they're doing, right? So I make time in my world to be able to do this. Anyways, I was asked to join the board, and I'm like, yeah, okay. I can bring to the board stories, success stories, or I can bring, you know, what people are saying, what people are asking for. I mean, because I'm, you know, the front lines, so I could do that. I thought, okay, that would that'd be good. So I went to the board meeting on Monday, and I knew most of the people. It's all good, but there were some clues that this might not go as well as I had hoped. I'm like, oh boy. So there's one person who I've interacted with over the years, helped her with lots of stuff, you know, took her under my wing, so to speak, for some things, and made sure it went smooth until she was, you know, firmly on her feet. You know, stood up for her when other people said things. You know, just basically being a decent human being and supporting somebody. Well, over the last little while, I backed off on supporting because I didn't think she needed it anymore. She, she's she got this. And so I don't know for sure. I will find out next week, though, what went awry because this person totally mean-girled me at this meeting. And I'm like, what? So let me tell you how this went down, because it is interesting. And you know what? The thing is, it's not detrimental. It's not going to ruin my life. It's not something I can't handle, but it's interesting. The dynamics are interesting, and it's like, what? And the thing is, though, I'm not alone in experiencing these situations, not even close. But I will share with you how I'm handling it. And I, it's, you know, ongoing. And I will share along the way how it's, how it's um, playing out and what's worked and what's not. So at this meeting, and this person did say that I was a potential new member, and I'm like, huh, that was an interesting way to phrase it. I didn't realize there was an initiation or a, I don't know, a test or something to be a volunteer member of this board, but I guess I'll see. And then at one point she says from across the room, do you understand what we're talking about, Shannon? And I'm like, yeah, okay. That felt pretty snarky. Hmm. I don't really feel that she cares if I know. I'm like, okay, so are we having some ego things going on here? Well, we'll we'll see. We'll keep going because, okay, again, invoking that energy of grace because I'm not there to cause trouble. I don't even like the drama that I sometimes end up being part of. The good part is, though, in this particular situation, it was an exaggerated example of how these things go down when I did nothing to provoke it. Because these situations happen and you tell somebody and they're like, oh, are you sure you didn't do something? Like, you must have done something. I did not even roll my eyes. <laughs> I was very conscious and aware because there just was an energy being created that I'm like, I don't get. Anyways, keep going. So at one point during the meeting, they were discussing some financial things and one of the people in the room had to leave the room because it affected her. 
And I was not an official member, so I had to leave the room too. So we all made jokes about it, and it was all fine. And uh, so we're in the hallway, and um, we're chit-chatting, and, you know, we had time and got to see one of my children, and he was all excited about a test that he got a good mark on, and it was all really positive. Then I said to her, I said, wow, this is taking a long time. I hope that doesn't mean there's an issue and they don't want to, you know, do what you ask them. Like, that's kind of unfortunate and awkward for you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm hilarious. And she's like, yeah, it is taking a while. That usually means someone's feisty. And I'm like, okay. So we go back in the room. They said, yeah, we approved what her request. It's all good. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's awesome. Then it turns out that the reason it was taking so long was because it was a discussion about me. While I was not in the room, about whether I get to be let in their club or not. The issue that as was presented to me was that because I was constantly See, it irritates me. Because I was compensated, maybe I would not be allowed to be a member of this board. Yet there's three other board members who are also compensated. Okay, one of them being the person raising these objections. So it's okay for them, but it's not okay for me? It was even stated that they were all compensated, that this shouldn't be an issue. And then it was stated by one person, well, Shannon, we'll have to you know, decide if you can join or not. We don't know yet. So, even, so the rules for me joining were completely different than for anybody else. How do you not take that personally? I just looked at her and said, okay, let me know. I didn't roll my eyes. I was like sitting there going, okay, this is uncomfortable. I was just attacked in a room full of 10 people without me even doing anything wrong. Okay. The meeting continued, and I'm like, huh. I don't even know how to respond to this right now. Obviously, she or others don't want me to join. Pretty clear. I don't know why, and I am going to find out. And so that part of the meeting was done. It was lunch. I'm out of there. I had a a client later, so I, I had said that I wasn't staying, But, man, I didn't even stay for lunch because I'm like, this is incredibly awkward and uncomfortable because I'm not sure why I was attacked. So I leave. Um, Luckily for me, the way the universe is awesome, I had to stop at a grocery store for some water. And one of my friends, her daughter was in there that I haven't seen because we're at different schools now. And I got the biggest hug from her. And I'm thinking in my head, I know she has no idea how much I needed this. So awesome. Because her mother is one of the ones that experienced this same situation from that very same person. 
and I had to help and step in. And so I'm like, okay. Anyways, it gave me an opportunity to re- reconnect with that person, and we're going to have lunch next week, so that's awesome, because I told her I totally got mean girls. But why? So the, the interesting pieces of this is, so I knew I would hear <laughs> from the person that asked me to join later that day, and I'm like, I don't know what to say to her, because here's the problem. So now I'm in this really awkward, uncomfortable position. So I work for the lady that asked me to join. That's who I work for. Well, work with, actually. Work for, work with. It doesn't matter. It's semantics. And I like her, and I like what we're doing. But I'm not going to join something and be uncomfortable. But this situation has put her in a really awkward position. Because here's the thing. I'm a pretty big part of this organization doing the hands-on work. If I walk away, it's not good. They know this. So this lady is, she's truly fabulous. She's been, she has been thrown in a position where she sort of has to mediate between myself and the other lady. And I'm like, I don't want you in that position. That's not what I'm about. I don't want to engage in this drama. I said, that what you saw there is what we've experienced in these other meetings. And she says, I've never seen that before. That was pretty terrible. I'm like, I know. And I didn't do anything to invite it. She's like, no, you didn't. You were polite and respectful and just sat there and was part of the meeting, but not really. That was a gift. Because I didn't do anything, and I had witnesses. But the crappy part is that why did people have to fight? Like, not fight, but, you know, spoke up for me. Well, no, we want her on this board. Why Why did they have to be put in that position? See, and, and I said to the lady that asked me to join, I said, I don't know. I'm going to take a week to decide. I said, because there's a lot of energies at play here. And I've already witnessed the same scenario go down where it created a division Everybody's a volunteer. Nobody wants to volunteer when someone makes them feel uncomfortable. Why would you, right? It's not like it's mandatory. And I said, and I don't like that she put you in this position. Her and I are very different people. I'm looking at the organization and what's best for the organization, and it might be best that I don't join. Because if it's going to create this energy for her where she behaves in a manner that's not professional, I don't want any part of that. I don't want to be the one that is the newcomer and then this happens and then I get blamed. But on the flip side of that coin, why does she get to decide? Because she doesn't actually. And I was told that, like, she's not the deciding factor. So there's those pieces of me that's like, well, no, I'm not going to let her push me around, right? It's complicated, and it's, you know, unraveling it all. It's going to take me a few days. And so I got a phone call from the mean girly person, and I didn't answer. So I'm like, I'm not ready. I'm still untangling. Besides, I was getting ready to go to work. I don't have time for this conversation right now. 
And I also suspected that the only reason she was calling was because she already had a conversation with the other person who wanted me to join and was basically told that she didn't behave in a very professional manner. Probably not those words. I'm sure it was way nicer. And so now she realized that maybe she needed to mend some fences. But I'm not making it easy. I like to give people a time out. So I can untangle my own energies about it. And, yeah, I have let her know that I do wish to have a conversation with her about this. But my week is really busy, and I don't really have a chunk of time I can spend because I know me, and I'm going to end up coaching her, and I know she's not going to like it. But I'm not the one that behaved badly. But doesn't that quickly become how it is? You're the one saying, oh, well, I'm sorry that I, you know, obviously made you uncomfortable. And I'm not saying things like that. I'm not saying, sorry, I can't talk to you right now. There's no apology in any way, shape, or form coming from me to her. Just a timeout because (laughs) I need to figure out how I want to do this. And I don't know yet. How do you guys handle mean girl situations? I really like this organization, and I would be an asset to it. I would would, because I know stuff and I'm part of it. But I'm not going to go disrupt it because someone's ego is too fragile to handle me being in the room. Because that was truly bad behavior. And yes, we will have a conversation about it, but I'm, it was personal. There's no way that it wasn't. And so what do I do with that? You know, if I thought she could be professional and courteous, that's one thing, but I've witnessed her not being that way. And then I hear about it. And I would get text messages and phone calls after meetings to say, oh, are we okay? You know, I, I, I know she said that, and that's not how I feel. You know that I don't feel that way. And I'm like, we're fine. I'm not engaging in this drama. I'm not engaging in this petty girl BS that often goes on behind the scenes because nobody wants to say anything up front. I just didn't engage. I'm like, no, we're good. I just went and did what I wanted to do and took care of business when needed, and I didn't engage. I mean, I vented to my friends, absolutely, but I didn't let it become bigger than it had to be. And that's what I want to do with this, because really I don't have to join this group not going to ruin my life I'm not going to cry in a corner but if I did join and it continued the way it did it's not worth it to me it's not worth having to fight to join the group and then as the flip side says yeah but why let her get away with it see we're so complicated <laughs> I'd love to hear your tips handling mean girl situations. I have a boundary that I will not humiliate someone else in public. Number one, I'm well aware that I can. Number two, it's a conscious choice not to. You know, meetings like this, I've been before where I could have 
someone basically called me a liar, and I could have proved that I wasn't, that she was sitting there lying about things. I mean, don't get me wrong. I did look at her and say, so this is how it is? And she, like, looked down and wouldn't look me in the eye. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be compassionate and kind here because you can call me a liar if that's what makes your day brighter and you feel powerful because I can. I could prove to you and everybody in this room that I'm not the one who's lying, but I don't believe in humiliating people in a public group setting. When I was in charge of these meetings and somebody behaved badly at one of my meetings, I took them aside, including the principal, and had a conversation with them about how that was not appropriate and it was completely unacceptable and do not do it again. And it worked, right? They didn't do it again. They didn't like it, but they didn't do it again. But when you do that to someone in a group setting, you are setting it up to create, well, number one, really bad karma. And number two, it's cruel. It's mean. And it makes you look like a jerk. There is a lot of people who energetically it lifts them up to do that. It makes them feel better. And it's, you know, they don't have positive ways with dealing with their own emotions and triggers. And so while we can understand where it comes from, we can put in our boundaries and say, no, that's not acceptable. I am going to have a private conversation with this person when I'm ready and say that wasn't acceptable. But first I have to decide if I want to join the group or not. Because, you know, the other person really, really wants me to. Other people really, really want me to. But I have to decide if I'm willing to accept any consequences that might happen. Does that make sense? Like I need to go on the timelines, feel out the energy, and decide, yeah, I can accept those consequences. But one of the consequences is creating a lot of havoc with the board. Maybe it needs to be shaken up. Maybe some people need to move on. And maybe, you know, I'm being used as a catalyst that way. I'm not sure yet because, like I said, my week's been really busy. I have a beautiful wedding to officiate this weekend, so I'll be working on the finishing touches of that tomorrow. So I don't really have time to sit and ponder deeply like I want to. And I don't want to have a conversation with the other person until I've had that time. It's not how I roll. Because, you know, I have a temper like everybody else. I have an ego. I get defensive. I get mad. So I know to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) I know to give people a timeout. Am I really giving her a timeout or I'm giving myself a timeout? (laughs) Depends on your perspective, right? I am not going to say, oh, that's okay. I know you didn't mean to do it. That's not going to happen. I have too many boundaries for that. But I'm also not going to make her feel like a jerk. Because that doesn't, it doesn't do anybody any good, right? Don't think I don't want to, because of course I do, right? And I'm not going to wait. Because the other interesting thing is that at their next board meeting, whether I'm a member or not, I'm doing a presentation on effective communication, <laughs> 
I know, right? So I need to sort through the, all of this. Otherwise, I'm going to make a very pointed presentation because, well, I can. <laughs> See? See, it's complicated. Untangle your energies when you're in these situations, though. Take the time to untangle your energies. You do not have to do what anybody wants you to do just because they want it. A lot of times it's the easier way to go. But here's the big scoop. When you have personal boundaries in place and you honor them for yourself, good things happen. When you honor yourself with boundaries, good things happen. I'm going to use that family wedding as an example. Good things happen. That, you know, some of the connections I made and got to enjoy that night, even if they never, ever happen again due to circumstances and personalities and no more alcohol involved, it's okay because it did. And that's all I needed. Make sense? And invoking the energy of grace will lead to compassion, but it will lead also to having boundaries and being able to stick to them. So the easiest way to, you know, check on your own personal boundaries is if you can say no to things you really don't want to do. If you find that incredibly tricky, you need to find a way to work through that energy. A session with me on boundaries absolutely works. I'm good at teaching the energy of boundaries because I had to experience it the hard way. <laughs> it's like I'm good at tutoring computers because I had to experience it the hard way. Yeah, swear at them a lot. It just happens. We have to find our own internal guidance systems, boundaries, because our world can quickly become chaotic. And there's a lot of energy of feistiness, people taking things out on other people just because they can or because they don't know how to handle the energies otherwise. And I'm sure all of you would like to have a different way of dealing with it. What are your boundaries? What are your top boundaries? What are things that people could do that cross a line that can never be uncrossed? When someone publicly humiliates someone else, I lose all respect. I'm done. That's a boundary that they can never repair. They can never um, get back to the level of respect I might have had for them before that or trust because I just find that intentionally cruel, and I don't like cruel. I don't. I don't. It makes me feisty. <laughs> it just does. Um, being able to say no, of course, for boundaries. What else? What does boundaries mean to you? Boundaries mean... Um, when somebody does something or says something, something 
that you find offensive, you're able to say, yeah, that was offensive. That was rude. Please don't do that again. Skip the please if they don't deserve it. I'm Canadian, so we say sorry a lot. And so I have to work at that. Not to say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not available for your call right now, because I'm not sorry. That can be a boundary. Okay, so we have about... 15 minutes left. We're going to do the chakra balancing because I need it. I know it's all about me, right? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm a little sassy. I'm always sassy, though. I'm just having such a good time with all these weddings. I get to hear people's love stories. I get to be part of this celebration. It is just so adorable. And everybody's wedding is so different, so different, because they get to choose. They get to choose how their ceremony goes. Okay, so let's do our chakra cleanse. Okay, take a nice deep breath. Make sure you're comfortable. Sit back in your chair, uncross your legs, close your eyes. Now begin breathing very deeply, taking full deep breaths. And with every breath you exhale, you will become more deeply relaxed. After the fifth breath, concentrate on the top of your head. Breathing deeply. Deeply breathing. Deeply breathing. Concentrating on the top of your head. You'll begin to feel heavy. And this heavy, warm, could be tingly energy moves from the top of your head, down over your forehead, and eyelids, and jaw. Deeply relaxing as you concentrate on the sound of my voice. Pay no attention any sound except for the sound of my voice. For these sounds are everyday sounds of life and cannot distract or disturb you, but will tend to relax you and allow you to go even deeper into this deep, heavy relaxation. This heavy feeling of relaxation little bit tingly is in your shoulders, down your back, and through your chest area. Deeply relaxing. 
breathing becomes very deep, gentle, and rhythmic. And the drowsy, sleepy, daydreaming feeling of relaxation takes over. Is letting go. Drifting down deeper and deeper. Your arms, hands, and fingers are relaxing. Feeling a numb, pleasant, tingling feeling through your fingers as this relaxation grows deeper and deeper. Feeling the stomach muscles relaxing, deeply relaxing. And this heavy, warm feeling of relaxation moves into your hips and into your legs. You are now feeling this heavy, warm feeling moving down into your knees, feeling the weight of your legs pushing down, relaxing, feeling heavier and heavier, and feeling your legs relaxing deeply, deeply relaxing, Beautiful energy moves into your ankles and your feet and into your toes. As you feel your body relaxing even more and letting go deeper and deeper. As I count from five down to zero, each count will represent deep relaxation. And you will feel your body relaxing even more and letting go deeper and deeper. And when I reach zero, you'll be deeply relaxed. Five, letting go. Four, three, two, one, zero. Deeply relaxed. Let's visualize or imagine deep, thick roots that are growing out the bottom of your feet, <clears throat> deep, deep, deep into Mother Earth. Feel yourself grounded and connecting to the Earth. Now imagine or visualize a white ball of energy coming up from those roots. There's going to be two into the bottoms of your feet. Traveling up your leg, you may feel a warm, tingling sensation. Up into your legs, higher into your thighs, and both balls of white light join together at your root chakra. Now imagine or visualize your root chakra, located at the base of your spine as a ball of red light spinning. It may look cloudy or dirty, may be really large or it may be very small. Spin this ball of energy until it is shiny, bright, sparkly red. Spinning, spinning. Nice. Our root chakra needs a good cleanse. Spinning, spinning. Now that that's nice and clean, let's move up 
to our sacral chakra. It's located midway between your navel and the base of your spine. It's an orange ball of light. Let's spin that, clean that, till it's bright, shiny orange. If visualizing is not your thing, if you're more kinesthetic, you might just feel it. Feel a tingling in your body. Don't worry, it's working. It's all energy. Cleaning, cleaning. Nice. Cleaning, cleaning. Excellent. Okay, now that that one's all clean and working well, let's move up to our solar plexus. Plexus. Solar. Yeah, that sounded wrong. <laughs> this is the yellow one. Wow. One of those days. Let's clean this yellow ball of light. Apparently I need it. Until it's nice and shiny and beautiful. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. Nice. Let's give it a little bit more. Excellent. Good job. Now that that one's all clean, let's move up to our heart chakra. This one's green. Let's clean that chakra. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. Give it a little bit more. You can all share in all the love that I get to feel this month. Awesome. A little more cleaning. Perfect. Excellent. Okay. Move up to the throat chakra. This one's blue. Let's spin it until it's nice and shiny clean. Cleaning, cleaning. Excellent. Good job. Okay, 
Now that that one's all clean, let's move up to our third eye chakra in our forehead. Our intuition lives. Let's clean that one. Cleaning, cleaning. job. All right, now that that one's all clean, let's move up. Our crown chakra, top of our head. Let's clean that one so we can make good decisions, have clarity. Cleaning, cleaning. Sweet. Nice. Excellent. All right, now that that one's all clean, Move down. Visualize or imagine that ball of light over the top of your head, and we're going to move it down through our face, through our throat. Any chakras that need an extra little touch-up, we'll get it on the way by. Down through our chest, past our heart chakra, past our solar plexus, sacral root. Split that ball of light into two. Down your legs, past your knees your shins, your ankles, deep, 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 deep into Mother Earth, grounding you, letting you trust yourself, letting you have clarity. I'm going to count now from zero to five, and you're going to become wide awake, feeling refreshed and relaxed. Zero, one, two, becoming aware of the room, Three, four, five, wide awake. Say your first name out loud. Nice. I always like how my throat, when it feels kind of full, because there's things I need to say. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. And after the chakra cleanse, it always feels better. Just a little benefit there. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And I hope you all have a good week. And if any of you have tools or tips on how to handle awkward, uncomfortable situations or mean girl situations, please send me an email, shannon at psychiccowgirl.com, private message on my Facebook page, Psychic Cowgirl. I would love to know because I just find it awkward and uncomfortable. And you know there's a little part of me that's just irritated that I have to deal with it in the first place. (laughs) You know, I'm annoyed. But I know I can handle it, and I know some good things will come of it. And so we'll see how it goes. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower you on your personal journey. To connect with Shannon directly, visit PsychicCowgirl.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-C-O-W-G-I-R-L.com.